0: Well hello everybody welcome to episode 207 that's 207 it is the ENS Wolves podcast I'm your host Nathan Judo I'm here as ever with Mr. Joe Edwards Wolverhampton Wanderers reporter extraordinaire what a week what, what, what a what a yeah. week uh, Twitter levels toxic absolute toxic at the moment uh, the players are getting it. The staff are getting it, the agents are getting it, the owners are getting it, the fans are getting it, the journalists are getting it. Oh my goodness, every which way, I tell you what. Tell you what, Joe Edwards. If ever I was to not attend a game because of an anniversary, this was the game not to go to. Um, I must admit, I was quite, 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 Baloo, no barking please, I'm doing a podcast, thank you. I, m- I must admit, sipping my, sipping my champagne, I must spat it out. When I had that going on in the background in the first half, but we'll we'll talk we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about the shit show in a bit. Hey, eh? let's just uh, let's 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 just relax. Let's 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 chill. Let's have some positivity. Give me some give me some words of wisdom. What are you what are you looking forward to? Maybe what are the nice things that have been happening in your life before we go on to um onto the the craziness that is Wolverhampton Wanderers? Um,
1: nice things. Uh, nice soothing things. Um. Golf, I've been playing some more golf. That, uh, uh, you know, take your mind off, it. take your take your mind off Burnley, and this crazy week. Get out on the golf
0: course and go to another place. That's what I've been doing. We're going to try and going to try and get a game together soon, which should be yes. good. Probably probably um, um, linked in with uh, with our season review, which I can't wait to do. Uh, from <laughs> the goalkeepers right the way through a positional <laughs> season review that we do every year. Um, so, we're going to try and get a game in, game in there. I must admit. In the last. In the last fifteen minutes, Joe, and this is this is stunning, I've done something that I've never, ever done in my life. A well travelled man like you, not doing never this, Okay. Ever done in my life. And I've got it seventy percent right. Okay. I have. So so the missus has gone to the gym and I was uh I was on my lunch break, had my first meal of the day about Two o'clock, I was a bit late. Because I had a Warsaw podcast. So I was having, having my breakfast at two pm, as you do, and uh, and she's out. She's like, "Oh, the 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 is ready, but I've got to go. So can you take the stuff out of the dryer and then swap the 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 washing and then put that in the dryer and press start?" So I'm like, and then she left, and I'm like, "Oh, I mean, all I'm thinking to myself is, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just eating my breakfast, and I'm like, and then I start thinking when she's gone on the drive." I mean, I'm 40 years young plus 100 and something days or whatever. I, mean, I haven't got a clue. I, I don't know what to do. But mate, you'll be pleased to know, I've taken clothes out of the dryer for the first time in my life. Nice. I've laid, I've laid them out onto the um, onto the settee in the kitchen to um, so they can be ironed. Obviously, I won't be doing that. But I've laid them out flat, which I got told to do. Yeah. Um, Apparently, and I never knew this, but in dryers, you might—I don't know whether you know this or not. There's a sleeve in the dryer which fills with water as the is spinning around, and you've got to empty that out. Did you know that? No, I, I, no, I no, I didn't know actually. Amazing. So, so, so a you've got to empty this, It's to like water. a sleeve. It's like a, it's like you know, you, like a drawer of water, and it's like obviously in this plastic tank, and it, I guess, I guess when the spins going round, it absorbs the water, and then, and then it. Obviously, comes out in this kind of like like contraption. So I, I emptied that, put it back in, got the washing out, put the washing in, started the dryer. I'm all done. I'm all done. So the first time ever, I'm I'm kind of proud of myself. However, I did say it was only 70% completed <laughs> because I've just realised when I was finishing off my notes for this podcast. Yeah, we I do, I, I do write notes. They're not, the, they're not the most incredible notes in the world, and uh, I don't think anyone will, want, will will understand them. However, there are some notes there. <sighs> I think I've put the wrong load in because she said, the, obviously, the washing machine load. So there's yeah. washing machine stuff that's been going around. I don't, I don't go into that room. I don't, I don't know what's going on in there. But obviously, there's been, they've been on some sort of spin cycle scenario. But I thought there were a load of clothes in front of the dryer that I've put in on the dryer. It put into it and started it. I think those. I don't think those are clean clothes. I think those are dirty clothes. So I think I've got. I think I've got. I've got gym shorts, pants, socks, and, uh, and a couple of hoodies that are going around full of sweat. Nice. Um, so yeah. that's not going to be great. Now she gets back about. We're going to be cutting it fine here. Probably, probably close to when this finishes. I'm hoping we can get rid of this. Finish this podcast off, and I can. I can sort of. You know. Change and change it quickly round, so I don't get air bollocking. But I'm not too sure, mate. I know I, the intention was there, the thought process was there. But yeah, mate, I'm a I'm a domesticated husband now. <laughs> i i yeah, I've done
1: I've done a so t- took stuff out the washer, um, hung up what was on the dryer, then put mm. that on the on the well on the airer. Uh, we have got a washer dryer, but we don't seem to. Use it because we haven't really got the um, like extractor tube. You know what I mean. That uh, you, yeah, you know the other I mean? tube. So, <laughs>
0: mate, I feel, I feel like when yeah. our journalism careers come to a close, which which you know judging by this week, could be could be could be yes, <laughs> cup, cup fortnight. I feel like we're ready to go for a full on cleaning ironing company. I think we should put it together. I think we'll be incredibly cleaners, successful. Yeah. You know, we can tweet about it. We can Instagram it. And you can do a few tick TikToks or whatever the the cool kids do oh, these days. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I think you know we can we can roam the streets of Wolverhampton, mate. Um, we can go to Teton Hall, and, uh, Teton Hall and and put our services across. We'll charge you know a few pounds an hour. You can uh, you can chat walls with them, and I'll 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 um, I'll, I'll get on the old dryer washing washing machine scenario. What do you reckon? drying dirty clothes drying dirty clothes as you do brilliant uh talk about washing your, your dirty linen in public uh wolverhampton wanderers what what was that i, I tell you what joe I, I, remember, I remember and it seems a long time ago now uh west ham united four wolverhampton wanderers nil i thought that was bad and you look, look it was bad it was a terrible performance um but when you look at the tail and look at the way West Ham have performed this season, I'm not saying it's a, it's not a bad result, it's a, it's a it's a woeful result, and West Ham are werewolves should be you know more more seasons than not going forward hopefully, but there's a lot <laughs> there's a big difference between losing to West Ham and seeing what they're doing this season away and losing to Burnley, who were still going into this game looking over their shoulders in a in a big way to uh, To getting relegated from the Premier League, it was it was the worst performance I think I've, I've ever seen in my life. And you were there live. I mean, was it was it was it even was it? There's there's absolutely zero positives whatsoever to take away from that. They were atrocious, weren't they? Unforgivable for me. They were. They were absolutely abysmal. Uh, I mean, you got just all the
1: kind of words that you'd want to use of you know terrible wildfall abysmal abject you know just a- a- apply any one of those and they they all work um it was it was the by far the worst performance I've ever seen in this job and you know in all my years watching Wolves, to be honest i mean it's got to be right you know well down there you know what i mean it's um, obviously we've seen you know, Wolves in League One and mm. putting in abject performances in the Championship. At, you know the successive relegations he had at the turn of the decade. But you know, for what they're expected to do in the Premier League, and you know, making a Burnley team that, that, to be fair, are are a decent side. And I think some of their players are done a disservice sometimes. You know, players like, as we've said before, Charlie Taylor, Jack Cork, Ashley Westwood. They're all they've all stayed the course in the Premier League for a reason. But at the same time, you've made them look like world beaters and um they've
0: yeah, got 20% of their goals this goals season have come, come against yeah. Wolverhampton Wanderers
1: 20% which I is mean, that, that's ludicrous amazing
0: yeah amazing stats really um you know you're talking you're talking about aside you know before the game at 33 points from uh, from 32 games pal i mean it's yeah, absolutely exactly, yeah. crazy crazy and and they like you say and you're right they were made to look like world beaters, and the wolves did not compete whatsoever in the game. And not only not only did they do that, I mean, you look at the stats, and you know, I think it's been very well documented about about the levels that that Burnley cover. And I'm sure Burnley will be high up on, on the work ethic and and, and kilometres and miles travel collectively, because that's that's how they get a lot of their success. But at the same time, goodness me, mate, that that was that was incredibly worrying because there was there was. There was little to no fight in that side. It was almost like an inevitability that this was going to happen.
1: Yeah, the, the, they've got a they've got a soft underbelly, and we've said it a few times. Um, whenever they've come up against a physical side and somebody who's kind of got in their faces, I think this season especially, um, they've looked soft, and, um, and and that and that was proven to be the case again. And you know, I guess any team can can fall behind early on in a game. But once Wood had got his first, and then a, a swift second, you know the the, the hat trick was an inevitable, you know inevitable. Um, they didn't challenge him for that header to to, to make it free. Nobody decided to uh, to jump or even kind of even track him, which is just it's it's criminal. It was a criminal level of defending. And then Sais gives one straight to Rodriguez, and then lays it off to Wood, and then to Westwood. Good finish, but. Christ, you talk about giving teams a helping hand. And Burnley, you know, fair enough, they were very good. Their intensity level was exactly where you'd want it to be. And as a supporter watching that team, you'd be very proud of that performance. A team that needs a result to just, you know, make themselves safe.
0: Yet, they spent Palace, didn't they, away from home, if my memory serves me correct, about a month ago, in similar yeah. circumstances, really, fought, put four or five past them, I think, which is, you know, bizarre, bizarre enough. But I'm sorry you know crystal palace and wolves are two completely different sides and for me regardless of the way that burnley played that that was totally unacceptable and oh yeah and 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 you know when when people call for uh, the manager's head etc after the game um, I'm not saying that it's just just people been calling for it beforehand those are the type of games i'm not saying that is the game but those are the type of games that get a manager fired you know if that becomes Two or three or four games of this. If you yeah. t- get this, take this into next season, those are the type of games where they're watershed moments, aren't there? And there's a lot of angry people out there, and they're understandably angry people. And we can talk about, and we will talk about the the, the injuries and the turnaround, etc. However, you can you can have that, and you can still form. You've still got some world class, in inverted commas, players or so called world class players in this side. Who have got to give a lot more than they did on that pitch on Sunday, Joe?
1: Well, yeah, I said I said as much in in my comment piece afterwards. You can you can put the injuries aside. You can put the you know the, the 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 pandemic and the and the short turnaround and whatever. You can put that aside as well. Even though they've both played parts and not having fans, that's played a part. You know, I think ultimately what it boils down to is that some of these players now aren't good enough for where Wolves want to be uh, moving forward. That might sound you know a bit harsh, but I, I think, or at least they're not good enough to be regular starters in this team. I, I think you you look at a I know I've referred to them a fair few times, but I always refer to them because I think they're they're the model of how to to become one of these clubs that breaks the mould in in Leicester. You know the the players who kind of got to, got them to where they are. You know a, a Wes Morgan or a Christian Fuchs or you know somebody somebody of that mould. They're still around. But they're playing far less minutes these days. You know, if if they've got injuries, then they'll come in and they'll still play a part. They're still important figures in the dressing room. But nine times out of ten, they're not starting games. And I think there is an element of that creeping in there with some of the walls players. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm I'm not convinced that they're, you know, good enough. One, um, one second, to-
0: Joe. One second, I'm just getting a call. One second, hello. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. 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 Sorry, it's a call, mate, from from Jason Nuder was on the other line.
1: God, this guy. Yeah,
0: it's an early it's an early call from. He seems to know exactly when we're recording every single podcast. mate. He's a he's got some he's got some he's got some front, mate. He's got some front as this kid, and you know, not only that, and interrupting us. He's got to. Um, he's got an opinion that he wants. He wants expressing, and and he wants to see whether he, he asks specifically whether Joe Edwards can uh, can agree with him or not on this. <laughs> Jathan Jathan says that take away the players that are currently unavailable, Raúl Jiménez, Pedro Neto, etc. Johnny, this current squad that is playing the remainder of this season. Jathan Jason says. If this was in a full one thirty-eight game season, he believes that this would be a relegation squad. That this team and this squad that's available would get relegated from the Premier League. What, what would you agree with that or not?
1: It'd certainly be a bottom half squad, and it would well, be a bottom
0: half squad at the moment. Well, no, but it'd be
1: it'd certainly be in that bottom five, six. Yeah, it'd be in a in a in a fight at least. Whether there'd be certainties. Um, but well, no. I, I, think-
0: I, I th- honestly, mate. Barring Sheffield United, when oh, I know got a one 0 win, barring Sheffield United, if I look at that table now, and we're going to discuss Albion um, a lot later on in this podcast and previewing this game, I don't see. I don't see, a, I don't see a, a worse side than Wolves at this moment in time than Sheffield United in the Premier League. I don't. I don't. Not Newcastle. No. No, I don't. Not. No, not. No. Not when you. Not when you. I honestly, do not. That that's that's just me. This the way they're playing at this moment in time. I don't see a worse side. I I I just well, they could play they... a lot better. They could, of course, they could play better. And, and if these if these players and these world class players and these and these super internationals who are going to go to the European Championship and probably do great and dominate for their with with their teams and and go and go to the finals and go deep into this competition, if they're going to start playing again, then a completely different scenario. But the way that they're playing at the moment. I, I would if if I was picking one team to play against tomorrow in a yeah, one-off yeah. game with every single player. You know, yeah, yeah. Newcastle, a crap. But when you put maximum back, when you've got when you got the strikers back, when you've got a few, others, they're a different side. If you're looking at a play, the players' confidence, the way that they're producing, the way that they're playing football, and the, and and the character, and who you want to play against, I'll, I'll be picking Wolverhampton Wanderers at this moment in time.
1: Well, I've, I've said it just a bit early on. They're, they're easy to play against. That you know, they they have when a team shows a bit of physicality, it shows a bit of kind of um, street street wise kind of nose kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. like Burnley. You know, that that's that's what they are. They know what they're good at. They know their strengths. They've got players who've been around the block and been in the Premier League for years on end. When they get kind of uh, exposed to that, they tend to crumble and. Yeah. Um, you know i know we've we've touched on it a few times but like you look at that you look at that team that burnley team i'd happily take a few players from that in, out of that in and put them in put them into wolves of course you can't have um all of them you know you, you but i i do think there's they need a tougher core they need more quality first and foremost but a, a sprinkling of you know a bit of edge and a bit of you know, a bit of rough around the edges. I'd, I'd, I'd happily take a bit of that. I mean, we, we touched on Taylor a few weeks ago. I thought he was brilliant. He kept Traore pretty quiet, I thought. You know, he just did the did the simple things well, just tackles, committed, got forward when he needed to, but defended first and foremost. These kind of, these Ryan Bennett type players that Wolves have kind of you know, kind of let go over the last few years, and yeah, we, we you know, we, we kind of moved past know, and whatever, but they've kind of gone and gone and gone, and they've not been replaced, and um, that 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 that's that's a big thing for me. And as you say, I think if you if you come in, if you picking a team at the moment in terms of you know who you want to play, I think you know many teams would happily play Wolves. I mean, Chris would play Wolves every week and score trick every week. Um, it's um, they've got serious work to do like serious work and and some of these players now have a massive point of proof in these last five games whether they'll do it or not I mean based on recent evidence I mean I think you know the, the ship may well be sailed for some of them but they've got to show a bit more fight and you know they've got to try and show that they're the long term answers for Wolves because you know it, they've they've had you know some of them what three four years and the, sometimes you some have got to be you know maybe moved on some will have to be given lesser roles you know you've got to evolve you can't stand still and the the the, the, cru- the crux of a lot of it is that wolves haven't had a blowout window in three years you know they haven't had a a, a, a proper transfer window since the eighteen nineteen window upon their return to the Premier League they went out they got proper players. Several that improved the first team, and since then they've made a couple of signings here and there. One or two youngsters that have come out good. I mean, Neto being the prime example. But it's um, oh, it
0: gone gone gone. as well, but he's not
1: even there. No, but it's but it's not it's not been it's not been anywhere near enough. And mm-hmm. um yes, finances will be tight as they will be across the board. But you got to find a way of doing things relative to the market, and um, if that means winning and dealing a little bit, then so be it. Because this squad, as it is, I think, has stagnated now, and um, it needs it needs serious work.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I put a poll, out. I put some polls up the other day, and, um, and a few of them, and the, one of them that, that you've just mentioned, I said, how many starters? And starters are the main issue. Is starters, to they, not just players, not just signings, but players to come into that first team and be on that. On, on that team sheet at the first game of next season on August the 14th or whatever it's gonna be uh seventy percent say three to four starters I mean I, I think four probably if, if four to five would probably be, be my kind of choice because um at this moment in time you you need not only that but you also need Raul to come back as Raul. you know you're gonna be waiting for till till towards Christmas for Pedro Neto I I would say you will need at least four starters. You can't be you can't be bringing in another two or three nineteen, eighteen-year-old kids for the future. You've got to you've got a really sign starters. There's got to be a change, I think, in the meantime because it's all well and good signing people for the future, but if that future and you're going to be flirting with relegation, you're going to be in league in, in playing championship football. That, that all goes out the window, and these players are play are getting paid very well. To, to be, to be you know, not where, not where they are at this moment in time. And I feel like they've got to address... They have done very well, or pretty... No, very well buying long-term overall, you think. You know, they've got players who are going to come back or they've done all right in two or three, four years' time. They've got to go short-term now for me. They've got an important season coming out. And that's not even considering the fact that they may lose one or two starters... You know, we talk about three or four brand new, and that's if, they, if they've got this squad at this moment in time. But, you know, you, you look at the, the likes of Triro who's still yet to sign a deal. You look at the likes of Ruben Neves, who might look look around him and go, Phew, I'm, I'm stagnating a bit here. I think I might need to push on. I might I might need to, to move away. I want to play in Champions League football. Now, we all hope that those players have got one more season in them. But if they've got one more season in them, you need to fulfil their expectations and their ambitions to be able to... to to turn this around so that can be challenging, you know, consistently for the next one, two, three, four, five seasons. Well yeah, it needs to
1: be yeah, four four starters. I mean, going back to that 18-19 window, look at players that came in and instantly came into the starting lineup. So you had Patricio that instantly came in in goal, mm-hmm. you had Johnny who instantly came in on on left wing back, yeah. Mat- mati straight into midfield, Balling. and him in a, a well, Bolly was there, mm. wasn't he, the previous season? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, sorry, yeah. But but him and her, him and her up front. So of course Jota was made a permanent as well. And so
0: you need another window but, like that, don't you? You need is you that- need yeah. That that is that is the blueprint. I mean the the I mean and and then- every three or four. You have cycles like this, and it's not just yeah. not just not just Wolves. You know a lot of other teams have this, and I get it. I get taking people out of there. You take Son and Kane out of a, out of Tottenham. They're a bang average team. So it, you know. We understand that, but at the same time, you definitely feel that cycle. If it wasn't one more year, we could do it for one more year. Now, with the injuries that have happened, with everything that's gone on in the last few months, now that has to be, that has to generate itself in this summer.
1: Yeah, and and if there's so insistence on having a tight-knit squad, they don't have to lose that if they still sign four or five starters. Again, you be, you'd become a Leicester and... You know, off the top of my head, a Romain Sace becomes a more of a Christian Fuchs type, where he's playing a lesser role, or you know, a Den Donka starts to be on the bench a lot more, or a Pedence is now uh, a, a, an impact more of an impact sub. So, you know what I mean? That is, that is the that is the kind of the evolution that if you're wanting to you know bridge the gap that you need to make, and yes, it can be ruthless, but. You know, Nuno has shown before that there's often been no room for sentiments. I mean, when he came in, you know, straight away, Dave Edwards was gone, you know, and players like that, that that had been, you know, Danny Bath was, you know, was gone pretty quickly as well. I know he had a few games that first season, but he came to that summer and yeah, he was deemed surplus to requirements. So, you know, he's been ruthless in the past. And um, I'm not saying it's all down to the players. Uh, we'll get onto this a bit more. I think Nuno has made mistakes along the way as well. But managers earn their salt by making by making ruthless decisions, and but I think Nuno is going to have to make a few of those definitely.
0: You, you look at the you say you know they need some more Ryan Bennett in this type of world. You've got you've got other other people saying, well, look, Ryan Ryan Bennett isn't going to take us back into Europa, Europa League positions. Um, you know, if you're going to type, uh, sign those type of players, but on the other hand there's a lot of good English guys out there who are going to be available this summer for the right price you've got people and you can understand them saying well they're not going to sign them because because they're going to sign the next foreigner they' they're, they're going to sign someone at forty percent cheaper who you haven't heard of from Portugal because the and these players aren't mendes clients so you're not going to be able to sign them has it come for a change tact? and can foson pivot or double pivot and and use Mendes and and other targets to sign to sign English players, or is this just is this just us speaking about it when it's never ever ever going to happen?
1: I don't know if it's more in hope than expectation, but I I really do hope so. You know, I think they've got a brand out. And I mean, how do I... they
0: do that? I mean, Jeff's Jeff's really and there's a couple of good questions about Jeff really. Jeff's really taking everything on himself. He's he's got multiple roles. Yeah. And it feels like there needs to be some help there, whether it's a director of football or someone coming in who can who can who can help ease these ease these decisions and 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 relieve a bit of pressure for him because it's very difficult to be to be juggling so so many balls at the same time. And if you've only got one man who you're relying on to sort yourself out of a window whose priority is is definitely well Wolves, I'm sure, is one of his priorities, but so so are, you know some absolute massive clubs and massive players elsewhere. You know, I know he's got his right hand man. I guess if you've got people and they've got someone who's who's consistently you know you know in talks and, and dealing with Wolverhampton Wanderers, but at the same time, like you know relying on one company and one person to bring you these this pot of gold can't be healthy. You can't get it right all the time, and they haven't done. And they have got away with it. They've got away with it this season. But you have another season like that. I'm not sure whether you do or not. You are, yeah. And all
1: clubs have relationships with agents, but you've got to be a bit more diverse. Um, and you know, Wolves have pretty much got. Well, you know, obviously there's a few of them at Man City, but you you look at the the list of those clients, and you'd say Wolves have got the most premium you know or the second rung at least you know what i mean they're the most premium ones and then you look at the ones that are you know the top of the top of the the uh Justifute chain the the you know the Ruben Diazes and and players like that then well that that ship sailed now they're 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 at they're at the you know the world's leading clubs now so i think there's yeah i think they've pretty much you know i think They've probably gone to the well really as much as they, as much as they can uh, in in that. I mean, there might be one or two more, but I think that that talent pool is is kind of fast drying up. So you know, I'd be very wary of you know just dealing kind of just in that. I think they've got to branch out more definitely. Whether they will it remains to be seen, of course. But you know, you you do look at those kind of clients, and yes, there will be deals that will be done that. You know that like, like we've seen in the past that Mendes hasn't directly um, represented a player, but has kind of acted as a as a broker of, of a deal. And yes, that could happen again. But um, yeah, I think it got to be a bit more diverse. And I would love, I would love to see, love it, love it. Um, uh, one or two domestic signings. Mm. Um, you know, and just a, kind of a statement of intent. You know, signing a player directly from another kind of middle of the pack team with ambition and saying right we're going to offer you more money we're going to offer you more incentive mm-hmm. because we mm-hmm. want to be in Europe and we want to be bridging that gap yeah you might be alright there but we we want to go places and you know yes it's all well and good getting players from abroad that are cheaper and they're less wage but there's an element of risk with every one mm. of those signings and that yes he had paid off 75% of the time before this year but this year it's, it's shown that I think they need more nouse, they need more proven players and you know there was, I, we spoke about him before like a Tammy Abraham and now they're talking about 40 million perhaps Leicester being um, you know at a place but you know, test test the waters. Test. test well, he's got you. scored
0: fifteen in fifteen now, so you know you exactly, might, might not yeah. want him. So let's get it in. Let's get in now. Let's 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 get in that deal. I mean, but but you know, it's 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 difficult. I, I do feel like, and it's not. This isn't irreversible. And, and look, we, we, we want Wolves to come again. I would I would stress that we talked about Europa League football. And we talked about when we were there. Enjoy it. Enjoy it, take it, and I think all the fans who were who went to the home games or the away games or were a part of it really did embrace it. And I think that there is that take you know taking things for granted. I don't think they did at the time; they enjoyed it because they know how much of a massive occasion that is, and you can't get that. And I know that some people think it should be there every year or every other year. All this might not be in Europe for five more years. They might not. They might yep. not. We hope they are. And hopefully they probably will do, but they might not. 10 years, you don't know. So it's it's really important to live in the moment sometimes, to not just look at the next thing and look at who is standing next, but just enjoy where you are because you don't know when there's, when you're, you're gonna be next back in Europe. You don't know when you're gonna be seeing fans and seeing friends, and you don't know there's a global pandemic around the corner. Really enjoy it. Don't look at things through a camera or through a you know social media or, or, or hearsay or chat enjoy it, see it with your eyes, embrace it, go to it. I think that's, that's if, if you can take anything away from this, it's, it's don't, you know, just 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 enjoy and be in the moment and, 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 you know, don't just move on to the next thing because you've got to, you know, life's too short, mate. Life's too short. Um, yeah, that's that, that's that's all I've got to say, really, on that. You know what I mean, though? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, don't,
1: I don't think people, as you say, I, I think people did enjoy Europe when it I think happened they did, the yeah. time. I think they did, and I think they really enjoyed think it, it. And I don't think it's a case of being unrealistic. I don't think it's a case of, you know, they've finished seventh twice and are we expect them to do that every season. I don't think it's that either. But there's a way of, you know, like the Burnley game, for example, it's not the fact that they've lost the game, it's how they've lost it. And, and even, we'll come on to it in a bit, you know, even if they I oh, know it's unfathomable but if they lose to Albion on Monday and they have a decent game but Albion just have a better game and they play a bit like they did against Chelsea and mm. they score their chances And but if you there's a way of losing games of football and there's a way it, it's just you know you, you can you can take because this season had it been you know because they're not far off like Leeds for example but Leeds have played attractive football pretty much all season, and they've scored a, quite a few goals. Yeah, they've conceded a few as well, but you know they're they're really happy. Wolves have kind of grinded out results. It's not been very good to watch. Uh, injuries, injuries. And it's it's just the way of doing things. You know, yeah, they're not going to be world beaters every season. And after finishing twice in succession, there was always the the you know the potential for this one to be something of a letdown. But I do think you know they've got to have done better in the mm-hmm. circumstances yes, they've had injuries, but they should have had enough um, still to, to to play well and to pick up results but they've flitted between systems they've lost their identity as, as a result of that or it's at least become confused you know Nuno isn't um, you know doesn't escape blame in all of this let, let, let's let's be clear but it, it, but at the same time, not of the idea that getting rid of the manager is the solution to the problem because you look at football and it's often, oh, well, we look at the manager because it's easier to, to get rid of the manager than it is to overhaul a whole squad. But I think a lot of these players need to look at themselves and, you know, they haven't performed, the, the system has become, you know, confused as well. It's 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 a collective. It's not just all on the manager. It's not just all on the players. Everybody has played their part. The squad needs to be improved. nuno needs to decide what he wants to actually do long term. Does he want a three at the back? Does he want four at the back? Will he will he entertain the idea of playing two up front, or is it just you know him Jimenez and you know we're pinning our hopes on Jimenez to be back as the player he was? There's a lot of questions that need to be answered um but i don't think getting rid of nuno as, as some may want is is the answer um yeah i i just I, you know i i think that's worth making clear that he's not he's not um perfect i think he's made some questionable decisions along the way and some team selections have been head scratching but um yeah i think everybody has played their part you know
0: people post match are obviously very angry and there were a few polls kicking around smaller polls and uh, and kind of saying you know, and sometimes you, the people who bark bark loudest. You, you kind of hear because because that that's kind of what social media is, unfortunately. And when you hear the criticism, you hear it more than the praise. And I guess if, you know, people will if people praise Nuno and said it's not Nuno's fault, and uh, you know, be with in the long run at the end of a final whistle like that, then they're just going to get harked down, aren't they? They're going to get a barrage of abuse as is as is the way that it is these days. But people need to sometimes chill and uh, and take um take a look at things and there's still going to be people who want Nuno know out of this football club i don't agree with that i don't think that um and you know i don't think that i think he's the person you've got to give him another season or another harvest season or another summer and see exactly what they want he's done amazing things at this football club um but there are people who want him out there are, i mean you've got to say it the people who want him out the people who want to change um I said, after the game, it's probably a 50-50 split potentially, when people have had a little bit of time, and I did a poll last night, this isn't a poll attacking Nuno, but I wanted to see what the actual um, change and what the the vote said, and uh, it was interesting, I actually thought, I'm actually not surprised by the result, but I think a lot of people were, so I said, basically, do you want to see Nuno in charge next season? Two and a half, two just over two and a half thousand votes. 80% yes and no 20%. Now, yeah. y- the way that that was at full time after Burnley, you would say that's nowhere near that. Probably if you did that that poll straight after Burnley, it probably would have be been more 50-50. But when people yeah. take a step back, a retrospective step back, when they look at the bigger picture, when they look at the way that things have happened, I think that's a very fair poll, to be honest. It's probably a very good... Um, dynamic. I think it tells a very very even story of exactly where, what the split is. I think it is probably 80-20 at this moment, and that could change drastically after five games into next season. But the majority, I think, see the bigger picture. They see the, the hand that he's been dealt. They understand that, that, like you say, Joe, there's been mistakes that have been made this season. Absolutely, there's been mistakes made, not only in personnel and formation in team selection, but just generally. Anunna will probably be the first one to put his hand up and say, I've made mistakes this season. And he will look at that and he's a deep thinking, and you know, that'll be hurting him. It'll not be hurting. He's had a tough year with a lot of other things that have gone on off the pitch. He's had a difficult situation as have everybody. As have everybody. And yes, he gets paid very, very well. But that's, that money doesn't matter sometimes, you know. He has is, he is done a good enough job to get the start of next season. And so, you know, he's a very, very good manager, I think. Um but some people want him out, Joe. Can you understand the people who want him out? Can you understand their perspective? And and if this continues and they have a disappointing summer and they start poorly in the league, do you feel that his days would be numbered then? Well, I can, I
1: can understand it because they want to see the team performing better and, and, and that's, that's what everybody wants. Um, but again, you know, these kind of... Uh, we addressed it last week, the talk of potential replacements, that kind of nothing story that was out there about kind of Bruno Lager and... Like, come on, like, on what basis is he a better kind of option? than You know what I mean? It's, it, you know, I, I don't subscribe to that at all. And I, I I think there's too often in football, it's just like, oh, things have started to go wrong. Yeah, this is all on the manager. Um, which... Which it isn't. Um, it's you know he's he's made mistakes. The players have made mistakes. Too many players haven't performed, and it's up to them as a group and as a collective to, 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 to try and put it right over the summer. I mean, you know, as you say, if if things carry on in the same manner at the start of next season, I mean, what is it six wins in twenty three or something like that? That can't carry on. You can't start the season like that. I mean, because what the saving grace this time around what has been has, has been that they started this season relatively okay. You know, the performances wasn't again wasn't weren't brilliant, mm. but they picked up a, a, a good number of points in those f- first few months. In the three four months since, it's been very very patchy. So you can't carry it that form on. But um, you know, for me, it. it it, it's it's sometimes in football it's just too easy the option it's like oh well we'll change your manager um,
0: and and I, I, asked, that, I asked the question Joe and a lot of people got back and there were a lot of names kicking around I specifically asked people to give me a reason very few people gave me a reason why they just put a manager name there and I think that's what a lot of people do they just put yeah. a manager name there I mean folks haven't got a great track record of appointing managers by the way I mean people <laughs> remember you know like yes the new, we found Nuno been, who's, who's been fantastic you know overall fantastic of course, and they're overachieved. However, you know, remember Walter Zenga. Remember Paul Lambert. I mean, these things. You know, they, they got it third time lucky. And, and if they hadn't got Nuno right, then goodness me, we could have had a bit of a revolt on our hands.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I just, yeah, it, I know it's always you know the, the shiny new toy sometimes, but no, it's um, he's he's still he's still got it in him, and I still think he's got he's got the passion to. to to make things right I mean these talk Uh, talk look I mean the
0: expectations the expectations are there Joe the expectations are there from Wolves you know and you know looking back at some articles the other day you know you've got Shee maybe maybe getting a bit ahead of himself and talking I remember talking about Man City um, you know saying we've got the money to invest in these squads but give me 10 to 30 years it's not impossible to match and and these things that probably alleviate expectation, then you get European football, then you're like, oh, can we do this? You know, we don't think it's not matchable. We can learn from them, and maybe we can do better than them with the people, the team, the coach, the players. These things that people want to hear, but realistically, you know, it takes a long, it takes a long, long time. But you haven't, folks, haven't got hundreds of millions of pounds to spend, or that, or that they are going to spend on Wolverhampton Wanderers. You know, like you say, the actual demographic and the way that that that, that you want Wolves to spend it is very much like maybe a Leicester City. But for me, at this moment in time, they're a long way away from Leicester City. At this, you know, as we speak today, can they can they turn that around? They can, they can absolutely, they can. But they need they need to really sign some quality this summer. Two years ago, Joe Wolves was a Wolves was a very attractive club. I felt to come to. I want to be part of this plan. This is this is this is somewhere I want to be. I feel like a lot of clubs have either gone gone with Wolves now and a level pegging with them or have gone ahead of Wolves in that stature away from let's say the big four yeah they've kind of fell back into that into that rest
1: you know best of the rest crop haven't mm. they really um, you know a, a player's going to pick an Everton over Wolves a player's going to pick a Leeds uh, a, yeah on the level par with Wolves mm-hmm. you'd probably say no West Ham yeah you know they, they've kind of fell fell back in that regard so you know, they will have to be creative in the market, but and but that's that's my point again. You know, you, you might not be able to. You want to get in these big names, and hopefully, they could get you know one or two fairly big names. But you've got to try and see what's around you as well, and trying to get the best out of mm-hmm. players like that. Um, just back on to to Nuna for a sec, because mm, yeah, 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 yeah. There's been talk of all this kind of Tottenham stuff, which is which is just there's nothing in that at all. Um, that he's been offered to Tottenham and Wolves are looking at Bruno Lager as a as a replacement. I mean, there's, there's nothing in that, and uh, and um, you know it. And Alistair Gold, who's the Tottenham correspondent for Football London, he's very well connected, very good journalist. He, I mean, he did a video yesterday explaining all the managers that Spurs are looking at and explained that Nuno you know, is not on that on that short list or long list as they've got at the moment. So. You know, Spurs have said they're they're looking for you know an an attack minded manager, and I, I think you know Nuno will say himself he's more defence orientated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's always been built on being a solid foundation, being solid at the back first and foremost, and building on from there. So. Yeah, I, I don't see Nuno going anywhere in that regard, and I think he's got the passion to um, to turn things around at Wolves, and hopefully do he?
0: Yeah, the sun, the mayor, and these kind of sources—they're a little bit cheeky sometimes when they come up with that. They—it's it's a very easy story to write. Um it's funny when you see the byline of the person you know we know the sun reporter pretty well who does a lot of the sun coverage at uh wolfam his name wasn't on it if there was no. any kind of exclusive then he would have put his name to it, i'm certain but they give it to a young lad you know who's done another exclusive you know two two days earlier with, of another story with another club and it's you know exactly what they're doing and and they've and been doing this for a long time and uh i would say just you know, like you say Take these things with a bit of a pinch of salt. Uh, some some names, Joe, that, and, and some people did get back to me. You know, with with we got to discuss it because you know that you got to you got to take what uh, what the people are saying and it, and, and talk about it. Um, Andrew Vias Boas was one of them. Uh, who Says that uh, they yeah. can they want to take wolves forward. Um, the the one who probably got the most uh, the most was the most talked about was was Graham Potter at uh, at Brighton. Um, says he presses high, come to play. Comfortably play a four or a three, uh, an attacking brand of football, and um, they can utilise some of our best players in the team. Uh, while we, what we do need to improve our defence, Graham Potter is better with with these players. Would be good. Um, you know, that's that's someone who a lot of people uh, was probably the most popular outcome out of that question. Yeah,
1: neither neither and do a great deal for me. <laughs> You know what I mean? I, I I do like Potter's brand of football, but from a, yeah, I, I don't. You know what I mean? And then Villas-Boas, I mean, yeah, he's a sexy name, but what's he really done in the last five, ten years apart from you know mess up two big jobs in the Premier League? So yeah, I, you know, yeah, if it comes to that, then you've got to start looking what's out there, of course, but. But Nuna, no, Nuno
0: I'm, I'm fairly confident that Nuno will be will be in charge next season. Oh god yes. And oh, yeah. uh, and and I think that even even if he was not in charge next season, I don't think in fact I'd be stunned if it would be because Foson have sacked him. That that's yeah. just it's, I I'm absolutely 100% certain of that. It will be, you know, if there's an offer there or whatever and you know things things, things happen, but I would very much uh, bet on on Nuno being there next season. And to be honest Joe, I hope I hope he is carrying on from that though. Um, I said, you know, is qualifying for Europe or a long cup run the only way next season could be categorised as, as a success? Is that what he's got to achieve next season? 65%, 66% say yes. 35% say no. What, what what camp are you in here? Do you feel that Wolves need to get European football next season or get a decent run in a cup or then is he under pressure or do you feel signing the right players, bringing back maybe a slightly more attacking well, an attacking player um, you know, a spectacle of the for the returning fans and them to be you know halfway up the league or 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 top or top half. Do you think that will be enough to to appease them? I think they've got to make a, a better fist of it in in both cups. Actually, you
1: know, I, I know the the prize on offer in, in the Carabao isn't fantastic, but look how City treats it every season. They treat mm. it with the, the utmost respect, mm. and they win it every year. You know, if you if you treat that competition with a bit of respect, y- you can get quite far in it. And you know, even even if it's, you end up getting knocked out in the semis or something like that, but you know, a, a cup run, whatever competition you're in with fans, it, it, it'd be it'd go down well. Obviously, the FA Cup. I mean, one of the biggest debacles of the whole season was that Southampton game. That was ridiculous. Um, but you know. It, it it happened. It, it was what it was. Um, but I, again, I think it's it's it, you know it's there's a way of doing things, and that you know the, at the start of the season it was all um, you know we're going to have more possession there. We're going uh, the to be we're going to attack the games teams more, and you know it, it was a it was a statement and, a, and an ambition that, that's been unfulfilled because. You know, if anything, Wolves have gone back to their counter-attacking ways. And I've said it before, they've they've been a counter-attacking team without the counter-attack. You know, they've just kind of held on in games as long as they can. Um, (laughs) Scraped scraped a few 1-0s and that's been enough, really. Mm -hmm. But um, there's been very little in the way of free-flowing attacking football. The moments we have seen have almost been exclusively from Pedro Neto and one or two bits from Adama Traore over the last couple of months but there's not been any kind of performance where you thought that was a free-flowing team performance, everyone was on the same wavelength, so in sync. It's been very few and far between. So whether it actually translates to a a, a European success or a massive cup run next season, but you just want to see him play better football, have a go at it, you know, make the signings, to, to give themselves a more realistic chance of doing it and make sure they don't sell themselves short if they have a few injuries again.
0: Right, we're going to take some questions. Uh, we're going to, we're going to ra- rattle through them, mate. Uh, first of all, uh, a word for our sponsors, Adoption at Heart. Uh, thinking of adoption, we have all the information you need at Adoption at Heart, your regional adoption agency for the Black Country. Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for the City of Wolverhampton Council, Walsall Council, Dudley Borough Council, and Sandwell Children's Trust and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding, and ongoing support, and are looking to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race, or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book on our next virtual information event. Visit adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates and to book your place or call 01902 553818 right a lot of questions Joe we've got uh, we've got 10 minutes to go through them are you ready are you ready yeah, for a, are, you, yeah. you ready, are you ready for a rip roaring i said we'll answer as many as we can 40 plus well there's not 40 so we're okay um, but we'll um we'll go through and if there's any you know any any ones that are similar then obviously uh, we will hopefully we will have answered it so are you ready for for quick fire quick fire come on okay Ronan Gibbons why have our fans turned into self-entitled little brats acting like seventh is our minimum and crying out for the most successful manager in my lifetime to leave
1: <laughs> I think we've covered that haven't we I think we've I think we
0: uh... yeah it <laughs> yeah do Wolves fans have re- completely unrealistic expectations from the club says Lynx Wolf. we've had an awful season yet are finishing mid-table in the Premier League I remember being delighted with 15 should we care that the players are on the beach they've deserved it Says Lynx Wolf.
1: No, I don't agree with that. Um, there's always something to play for. If, if, even if, you, if you're if safe, you've still got to play for the shirt and um, play for the badge. And some of these players are playing for their futures. Um, so you can't ever stand still in football. Nobody deserves to be on the beach. And um, in terms of the expectation, round and touched on it there as well. As I say... Finishing seventh twice, yeah, it's going to raise expectation, but it would have raised expectation among the Wolves squad as well. Mm-hmm. And they know they've fallen short of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's not that, oh, uh, you can excuse them for having a tough season, a bad season, you know, a difficult season because they've had two good seasons previous. You know, that they, 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 they should have done better this time around. There's no getting away from that.
0: Yeah, okay. Um,. King Wolf says, uh, how much impact mentally and physically has playing football um, slash not having a proper break for nearly three years solid had on the squad? It has had an impact. It it definitely has. And it
1: points to, you know, as one of Nuno's um, mistakes, I think, has been, you know, sticking by, you know, having a small squad of 16, 17, but it's almost exclusively been 11, 12 players playing every week you know there's been five on the bench that have been on the bench every week you know it, the the team changes slightly here and there but I, I do think some of them are are tired to be fair but then there's others that just haven't been given minutes and you know somebody like max kilman where's he gone uh, we, we we haven't seen him play for ages um are we not to say he had a you know a very good game against chelsea in december and has had very little since um, Morgan Gibbs-White I mean you know we've spoke about him before and you know whether he's good enough long term but you only know by I guess by giving him games of football mm-hmm. and he's, he's had very little since coming back from Swansea and you know he'll be I'd imagine frustrated because he you know things were going well for him there and you know he's he's been you know dragging his heels on the bench last weeks I mean Vitinha again has been a player we've seen very little of Kian Hoover the same mm-hmm. so yeah I do think some of these players are tired but if you're going to have a small squad I think they've got to use the small squad better. Mm-hmm. You know, the you know they've had out of that eighteen-man squad, seven of them, you'd say six or seven of them, have barely played. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to have a small squad and stick by you, then you know, give everybody um, well as much as you can. You know, a, a fair amount of minutes because you know you look at the Wolves squad again, and this was a problem that crept up at the back end of last season and wasn't rectified going into this one. But you look at the, the bench and you look at the team and you, and you know there's there's going to be about five five or six players on the bench every week and at least you know three or four of them aren't going to get on. No, they, they're sense. just you know they're they're just there to make up the numbers yeah. essentially. Yeah. So yeah, that has got to be rectified.
0: Okay, Poco says uh, is Wolves' lack of player relationships on the pitch a major reason for this season's performances and lack of attacking fluidity?
1: Played a part. I mean, you know we've said before you know Trey, Ray and Doherty be on the same way if Lems, Jimenez and Jota being a or partnership it's not really a partnership he's doing this team at the minute um, one that is really well gelled so yeah player relationships and you know do, does definitely play a part yeah
0: well, do remember the start of the season we looked at I saw a couple of games I think it was a Sheffield United game I thought Pedence, and um, and Raul would have looked pretty sexy didn't it really a long time ago now yeah Uh, is 77 Uh, Pedenc, by the way, goodness me. Um, Not just v Burnley, but in the general, I think that I never see Triod do anything off the ball out of possession other than jog back at his own convenience. While he can destroy teams with the ball, he seems to be a passenger the rest of the time. Is he a luxury we can't afford at this time? It's quite strong
1: terms, but you know, you do look at his output, and I know he has not had a great striker to feed off for much of the season, but, you know, for all the take-ons and for the dribbling and for the, it doesn't, you know, result in a great deal of goals and assists. Yes, he, he won the Fulham game with the moments of brilliance, so I'm not taking that away from him, but, you know, there will have to be an assessment there because, you know, he, he he does have a lot of, um, you know, there is a lot of onus on getting the ball to him, and too much onus at times. I mean, the you know the bloody Burnley second half, it was get the ball to Traore, see what he can do. He can't do it all on his own, despite mm-hmm. his physical traits. So got to be a bit more creative. But yeah, he, he um, you know, for for a player of his uh, of his speed and his strength, as we've said you know several times, he, he's got to be doing. It's got to be giving you more, um, you know, more tangibles.
0: Okay, 30 seconds and answer, Joe. Here we go. Superstock says, uh, should fans under 30 and IQ of under 80 be barred from matches or having podcasts?
1: <laughs> well, that would be us, d- probably. Done for, yeah, it's you? probably gone,
0: gone <laughs> mate. We're gone. This is our last podcast, 207. <laughs> Wolves fan, do you see an amicable agreement from Nuno and Fosen to part ways in the summer? No. Ben Stack also um, he says can't remember whether it was on here or, or another podcast. Um, Nuno had been talking negatively about Otisawi's attitude that is com- completely passed me by. Can you expand on this, please? I don't think we've discussed yeah, it. Have
1: we have we. It touched on it in the presser last week. Oh, right, okay. Um, and I think it has been touched on a few times before. But and even Otisawi has said himself that you know he's kind of it maybe. I don't think it's anything massively untoward mm. but he's just a young lad and you know it's reminding him that you've got to be professional at all times and he, I don't think he's like a bad egg by, no. by any means it's just you know making sure a young lad does, does everything as he should do and yeah I don't think he I think some some things like that get Made perhaps a little bit more than what they actually are. Yeah. I just think it's a, a young lad respecting his, you know, respecting his peers and you know respecting how things are. And I, you know, I don't think there's anything to say that Otto is a bad egg because if he was, then he, he wouldn't be you know, he, he wouldn't be in the squad, you yeah. know, he just, he, he, he just wouldn't be given a chance at all, so I wouldn't stand for that, I think it's just a, you know, reminding a young lad of the work he's got to do and, you know, promoting a good work ethic.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, ben Stacker uh, comes on to a good point now, we'll talk about the ballot, the ballot is open, of course, for all fans, um, irrespective of whether they've had, uh, as long as they had a season ticket last season, I believe, Joe, that they're, that they're yes. in the... Um, they're in the chance to uh, the golden ticket to go and see Wolves against Manchester United at the end of the season. Uh, the ballot for the United game uh, feels like a typically sensible approach. I completely agree, Ben. Uh, but without impacting that too much, would you would you back a small tweet to see tickets given to the amazing Armenia 48 in recognition of that ridiculous level of commitment? I think if you start doing that, then you open yourself to all sorts of yeah, yeah. Of, of caveats. And, and I think that's exactly why they open it to everybody. To be honest, I understand it, and that's great. And the fact is that they can say they were there. You know, it, it's great in itself and it maybe it may something further down the line when, when fans are, uh, all fans are allowed to come into the stadium, then fair enough. But I think especially with the situation, the delicate situation of this, I think Wolves have done, done the best and most most even job possible, really.
1: Yeah, there's pros and cons in every approach. And, you know, if you did that, then the Chorley lot would come up and then decide, well, if you're going to do that, why don't you give them to NHS health workers mm-hmm. or something like that? You know, as a few have made the points as well. Yeah, I think it, I think the the what, assessing it all, I think the way they've probably done it is the fairest approach. Uh,
0: which film is better, so Jonathan Alien or Aliens?
1: I don't know. I've never never seen it. Ah, oh, you're a
0: disgrace. Get off my podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. You,
1: you I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say you you will say Alien.
0: No, I was gonna say Aliens. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Watch it though, mate. It's good. It's good. Um, John Littler says, uh, which players would you say have had a good season? Uh, I don't think. Uh, Every single player that has been bad by any stretch, but I'm struggling to pick many that have been consistently good. I mean, Neto was side, and even Neto's had some some dipping games. So I would say Neto's probably the only one. Would you say, Joe? Neto. Yeah. Okay. Um, categorically,
1: can... yeah, categorically good. I mean, I, I don't see, I can't really pick another contender for Player of the Season alongside him. No, you know, I think it, I think he won that by a country mile.
0: No. No. I did have a story for you uh, this week but we're running out of time so I'll, I'll save it for next week shall I someone remind me on, on here Okay, uh, Andy Matthews if Cody goes just someone Someone reminded me on the, on the old Twitter Andy Matthews if Cody goes to the Euros I think he will do especially with the squad being expanded by three more now and does well do you think Wolves will be tempted to cash in and replace with a proper centre defender or two so we can play four at the back more solid I don't want to, him to go by the way but clearly we can't play four at the back with converted midfielders Good question. Um how much are you going to get for Connor Cody I don't know.
1: That's the thing. I'd, I don't I don't know. I'd I'd say a fair chunk, but then we saw how doc much is a get... fair chunk. Well that's it, yeah. I mean we were at the time we thought you know 15 million was why 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 too small for for doc. Um I I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I don't know what that I don't I don't see it. no
0: not really. I don't I don't think so. Reggie, yeah, uh, what worries you both? Or slash the most what was you both the most uh our last performance one two the injuries we have three the lack of depth in the squad or four all of the above
1: all of the above and i think the burnley game as i've said it was a culmination of everything that's gone wrong i think it was all of wolves's flaws in a 90 minutes basically
0: paul mansell despite Nuno's public defence of the play is the most worrying factor from Sunday. The character is now being brought into question. I feel that character has been an integral part of the journey over the last three years, and I think that's what's going to hurt Nuno the most and the way that people are questioning the character, um, because, you, like you said, that is integral. He's very, he's absolutely bang on, integral to what Nuno's philosophy has been since he since he arrived at Wolves.
1: Yeah, yeah, work ethic and and has been at the forefront and. Um, you know, obviously, said it wasn't a question of attitude afterwards, but um, you know, six k difference is, is a damning statistic. You know, you can't you can't gloss over that, and um, you know, it's the biggest differential of any Premier League game this season. So, you know, the players have got to you know they've got to work the socks off against Albion. They might not might not be uh,
0: Martin Webb. There was talk of Peter you coming in last year. Do you think the board will revisit that idea for the season ahead? Do you think Nuno has too much control over transfers and the running of the club? Um, Peter Kenyon was it was a he, he was uh, a borough I think for a while actually but the Chelsea yeah. chief executive wasn't he
1: um, I don't know well, I, I mean they, they, they decided not to replace him at the time whether they've had a change of art now, but no I, I, if I'd have to say no I think now they'll probably st- stick with what they've got I mean Sellers is in the technical director role now um, so I'd imagine they'll carry on with what they've got
0: um snarling wolf why why is rory patricio's consistently poor positioning which was evident even in his debut at home versus everton not being picked up by the coaching staff yet with too many one-footed players why aren't our players coached uh urged to ensure that they they are at ease with either foot
1: i think a few have pointed out that he's very unorthodox um I can't remember. I think even you know people like Matt Murray and Carla Achimi and and John Ruddy. I think as well as as said in the past that um, that he, You know he stays on his line. You know more so, and he does things differently. But he's. You know, I guess he's not been in that British way of coaching. I think he's got a few different quirks, and sometimes that they, they come they come to. To come for success, and sometimes they, you know they get exposed a little bit. I mean, his distribution was really bad, were not it, when he first came, and he, he's brushed up on that a bit. But yeah, I think at times he does. He, he does, especially from set pieces. He, he's still, he, he's more, he's better than what he was, but he's not. He's not perfect.
0: James Derry, with all the talk of Mir being given a chance, what has happened to Campania? Uh Will he be given a chance uh, after having any future at Wolves? If not, what's the point of buying him? Another wasted transfer. I think he's actually scored.
1: <laughs> I had a look actually. He, he scored. He scored. I think last weekend and the game before. He actually got a start last weekend. Um, I mean, he, he scored two goals in the Portuguese league for Famalicao. So, um, I don't suspect he's got any great future at Wolves. To be honest, mm-hmm. um, he might get a loan spell somewhere else. But no, I don't think he's ever going to play for Wolves.
0: Kieran, we kind of discussed about the relegated teams and who we'd like to sign. So uh, I think there was in a couple of podcasts ago we did that. So um let's have a look going in deep what do you think needs to change at wolves oh, goodness me uh there's a lot there we've kind of discussed that right to be fair mate but um i think especially over the summer and when when this kind of the season winds down we'll be able to to look at that i think in a lot more depth um mk wolves is our relationship with Mendes toxic is he feeding us players that we don't need to line his own pockets or will the ones for the future in inverted commas come through we've seen so many loans are swallowed into the under 23s where the bloody hell are they netto um accepted well
1: the, the the there's a there's a fine line isn't there and um it's been a largely fruitful relationship for, for for many years but we've seen you know the other side of it really this year and um yeah of course you don't want to get rid of it completely i i, I don't think and um you know it's always nice to to have that um, you know, one of the a relationship with one of the world's leading agents, but um, yeah, you've got to be careful not to become over reliant, on it.
0: Richard, if you had to watch the DVD review of the season or paint drying, which colour paint would you choose?
1: Um, some sort of. What's fuchsia? I
0: never really know what fuchsia is. What what is fuchsia? Mate, you're, asking, you're asking a guy who's just taken a. Taking, taking, taking clothes out of dryer for the first time in his I, life, it, mate. I was, it's,
1: it's, it's like a bright pink. I'll, I, yeah, I'll get, it's like a like a like a striking bright pink. We'll say fuchsia.
0: I'm gonna go baby blue, mate. Like a bit of baby blue, and that's that. that no indication that we're having a child, by the way. And two dogs are absolutely 100 percent fine at this moment in time. Um, uh, who else? Uh, Sean. Sean Mitchell says, hey, "When was the last time we nearly, we nearly finished?" Now a couple of questions left. When was the last time we actually played well?
1: Um, I had a look at the fixtures, and I think you could class the Liverpool loss as a decent performance, which was on March the fifth, I think. Mm. So there's been four games since. They, they were all right, weren't they against Liverpool uh, uh, when they lost at Molyneux when Jota scored? They weren't amazing, but they played pretty well, of course.
0: Okay, do you remember it? I remember it. I they played well. I think they played. I think. I think the fact that they they've been so poor before that as in like the, yeah, the football being crap made maybe made me think well at least they had a bit of a go today so probably it got i
1: think the last time they played really well then would be Spurs Leeds. away no that was last season i know no no i, I think they they the played they played pretty well against Leeds at home in february okay when um
0: yeah, they did. It was an attacking game of football. I think to fact that Le- I think Leeds helped helped yeah, that game but, because they had to go, but, didn't
1: they? I know they've been they've been you yeah, know pretty pretty bad all season, but yeah. they've had one or two decent yeah. games in there. One I, or two moments. That Leicester draw earlier that month as well. I know it was a nil nil, but it was a decent game. So mm. yeah,
0: we're going back a couple of months. Gooing back, Gooing. I'm going to use in when, when I when I when I leave this company. You know, in 35 years, Gooing. G G-E-W-I-N. <laughs> E W I N Gooing. Yep. Correct. Uh, Kev, Kev Wolf Kev says, uh, Do you think football agents uh, were involved in the Super League? I'm probably asking um, whether Mendez had knowledge of it. I'm sure he did. I think they would have had knowledge of it. course me. they did. Yeah, whether they were involved,
1: you know, I don't think they were necessarily the instigators, mm. but they would have known of it, yeah.
0: If you woke up and found a magic slug in your ear that would grant you one wish, <laughs> describe the perfect summer transfer window for Wolves that would inevitably wish for it. I'm going, to say, I'm going to change it to one because this is our last question. One player. One player you can have at the club, mate, that's realistic, who are you taking? Oh, one player. One Let's player. Just, one player to rule to... them all. We've said him for two years. Let's have Tammy. Let's just get it done. Oh, you come round to my way of thinking. Yeah, come, come on. on. Let, let's come just on. get him in. Just yeah. get him in, mate. Get him in. Get some. Get some girls. Get some girls. Girls. Get some goals. Talking about uh, Wolf transfer windows and not Las Vegas. Uh, right. Um, okay. Um, Albion. Albion. West Bromwich Albion. Monday night. Goodness me. Ah. Uh, uh, I'm nervous I'm nervous mm, uh, 30, I do you know what I've done all these polls for um, I used to do them all the time with the with the daft bloody emojis going to the games every time who are you going to win today going to Chelsea and Arsenal away and Man United away and Liverpool away I would say that the, close, the, the closest ever poll that I've done is literally West Brom away this, this week that I put out yesterday I think 38% say West Brom will win and 42% say Wolves will win, with the rest saying a draw. Draw. So it's very, very tight. And you can understand it. I think I'll be playing a lot better now than they, than they were. They're, they're definitely more attacking than Wolves. I'm a little bit nervous, Joe. What, what are you feeling out of the game?
1: <laughs> yeah, nervous. Yeah. Um, not feeling confident. Um, you know, I imagine a fair few
0: odds. Um... What I would say, though, what I would say is that when inevitably there's been backs against the wall, and this is probably they're probably pretty pretty far back in the wall at this moment in time. But whenever there has been a real real bit of pressure, they found a way, haven't they? And that's all I would say. And, and that's why Nuno yeah. is Nuno is is very good at what he does. Is whether he's got the personnel, whether he can do it, and this will take. For me, this is a, this is a very very. Um, Interesting game to coach this week. To get his players set up, to recover mentally, physically, to pick the right team and the right attitude, the right approach, the right formation. This is the kind of game that you earn your salt as a manager.
1: Correct. Yeah, big time. And um yeah, they've got. You know, I, I spoke to Melis for a piece, and he, he said, you know, Big Sam at Albion will probably be thinking that would that would be the worst result. You know, go, you know, for. for for Wolves, because it'll give them kind of a kick up the backside and players will, players will be hurting and they'll want to, you know, especially playing Albion as well, they'll want to restore that kind of professional pride and put in a performance for the fans. So, you, you, I mean, you'd, you'd hope that, you know, that was the, the deer, the lowest point that, that it could be for Wolves. Hopefully that was the watershed moment, which to say, right, we've got to book, book our ideas up for these last five games and then in the summer, you know, more drastically... But um, yeah, you'd imagine, you know, yeah, they, they haven't had a great season, whatever. But, but you'd imagine that would provoke a response. You know, you you've got to, you got to feel like that they'll be, they'll be showing more fight and more work ethic from, and you, they've got to show it from the start. And mm-hmm. if you if you can't get a response out of that, then then yeah,
0: you're really struggling. So <sighs> players did not cover themselves in glory by any no. stretch of the imagination. Do you stick, do you twist? Do you put players in into let's let's face it, the most important game of the season between now and the end of the season absolutely is Monday night. Yeah. Um do you do you show faith in your players? Like Nuno has has done for a long time. Do you back your players that you've been picking? The likes of your Dendonkas, your Pedences, your you, you know, your bollies, your Semedos, um do you, your Neveses, do you, do you pick them again? Do you pick them again and say right, or do you say right? You've lost, you've lost your place now. You've lost your place in, in a massive game and a game that you know everybody will want, probably one of the the pinnacle games of the season because you know West Brom and Down, and we're not going to be seeing them again. You've lost that right. Um, and that's that's finally it. I'm giving I'm giving the youngsters a bit of a run out. Or do you play the same team or very much the same team that played against uh, that played against Burnley and run them out again?
1: I think it'll look very similar. Yeah, I do. Um, you know, I'd, I'd I'd maybe bring if it was me, I'd probably bring Silver in for Jose. Cause I thought Silver was good in the first game against Albion. Well, I say good. He he was one of the better ones. Better performance. Um, and he's done all right. You know, over the last few. I mean, if you're looking for bright spots over the past couple of months, you know, Silver in in the in the fleeting appearances that he's had has at, at least showed some battle and showed some you know, showed some decent touches and the right attitude. But I uh, I'd imagine it'd be very similar. Um I mean it could well be exactly the same, to be honest. Um I think the only one will now more when well, Nuno speaks ahead of the game, but whether Germartini I back fit. Uh, I mean, if he is, then maybe
0: he comes into midfield for Den Donker. Probably, I think if he's fit, I think Mutinio comes straight back. Yeah, in. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, but um... and no offense, that says a lot about this, the game, the, 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 the squad as, as it is, because Mutinio has yeah. been one of the poorer performers this season. But the fact that he probably walks back into this team says a yeah. lot, really. I mean, big, big player, big occasion, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, yada yada. But uh, you probably, I think you probably will go with Neves and Mutinio in, in the centre midfield if, if that option is there for him.
1: Yeah, and then players like Gibbs White and know I mean, he's 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 not really played them before now, so I, I, you know I, I'm struggling to see mm-hmm. them being found striding for for the derby, really. To be honest, if they get beat, Joe,
0: and this could happen, mum, absolutely could happen. If they get beat three nil on Monday night. Does that change things from what we discussed this today on this podcast? Does that change? The situation—would would your feelings about Nuno change if they gave me three 0 on Monday night? And and it's a capitulation and, and similar, similar way that the, the way they approach the game on from 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 Burnley. Do, do we have to think about that? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It'd be interesting. We can, <laughs> no, we, can no. we can we can talk about that next week. And let's hope that doesn't happen. Um, but but uh, that, it's an interesting it, one. It's, too. it's not it's not it's not
1: losing. It's how you lose. Okay. It's how you lose. But we are hope. Be- but, but, we're, but they're going to yeah. win. We're going to think positive. We? We're going to think <laughs> okay.
0: positive. Um, saying that, Joe, and saying that with, with, on Monday night, um, we will not be, um, uh, depending on what time you listen to this, well, we are we'll saying now anyway, but we will not be tweeting, we'll not be doing any social media, we'll be, we'll be supporting the social media boycott. Um, I'm not sure whether we'll put it out at this moment in time as a statement from the company, but that is what we're doing, so we're going to let you know now. Um, Joe, you want to say a little bit on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously something that uh, all the Premier League clubs are doing. And I think, you know, TalkSport are on board, Sky, um, I think even UEFA today. But um, yeah, it, hopefully it does have an impact um, because, you know, social media, we've spoke about it a, a fair few times, that has become... Uh, you know, a a dangerous place at times and, and, you know, far too easy for for people to just spout abuse um, without any consequence and um, there needs to be more done by social media companies especially these players, um, you know, Wolves, fortunately, haven't had an incident or at least one that they've made public, but you know, Villas tie Round Ming's, um, Albion's Romaine, Sawyers, just subjected to vile racist abuse based on a on an outcome of a football match or whether they've had an iffy performance or if they've scored against a particular team and then their fans get on it's it's ridiculous. And um you know, we so yeah, we be from three PM Friday till midnight on Monday night and um yeah, but that doesn't mean to say that we won't be uploading any stories, and you know the post match video will still be there. And post match just, video will still absolutely, Joe, absolutely. Won't be on Twitter.
0: Yeah, sorry, sorry, I should have I should have said that as well. Yeah, post, post everything on the website will still be there. There will still be a live stream as well that we'll be we'll be writing into. So we'll be you know, there'll be commentary on, on the game. Uh, there'll be all the team news as normal. Um, you know, post match uh, report, Nuno reaction. Uh, yeah. Joe will be analysing the game. All of the fans will be there. All that will be there. But it won't be there will, there'll be no social media from Twitter there'll be nothing from Facebook and we will um, like I said we stand by stand by the uh, the campaign so thank you very much Mr. Edwards finally before we go um, I'm sorry we've rabbited on 75 minutes into it um, it's um, it's the big one it's West Brom. it's Wolverhampton Wanderers is it revenge time is it revenge time uh, give score prediction please Joe 1-1 uh, 1-1 uh, uh, one, uh, one. One. I'll get them. I'm, I'm going to say I'll pick those splinters out of your ass, but I don't fancy <laughs> doing that. To be fair, after, I'll um, after there'll be plenty of air, plenty of disinfecting after that, mate. Uh, yeah, I'll say two, two. Um, we'll see, we'll see. Two goals would be nice. Four goal thriller. Um, I don't think they'll get beat. I don't think they'll get beat. I think they'll be okay. Fingers crossed, Fing, Fingers crossed. Um, from me, from Joe. Thanks for listening, everyone. And look, if you agree with us, great. If you if you don't agree with us. Completely understandable. That's what we're there for. We're open to everything. And, uh, you know, we love you guys. And thank you for listening. And uh, thank you for continuing to support us. Uh, From me, from Joe, have a great weekend. Fingers crossed, three points Monday night. Take care. Bye-bye.